Amen. Tell your neighbor, I am blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. This time we are thankful for how far the Lord has brought us. And I'm going to take the next few minutes to really speak briefly on the passage, give us day by day our daily bread. Now, as most of us know, we've been coming to church since January. We know that we've, been, we've really used the book, the Gospel of Luke chapter 11. And we've really focused on verses 1 all the way down to verses 4, where we talked about Jesus Christ was teaching the disciples about the pattern of prayer. And a lot of times we talk about prayer and we know about prayer, but yet we need to understand why Jesus Christ was teaching the people or was teaching us and chose these very particular things for us to exercise in in our way of prayer. Because sometimes what happens is that we, we, we call it prayer, but yet when you don't understand what prayer truly is, you know, it's like going to say that I want this, but you yourself don't know what it is. You know, there are some certain times that we want something, but we are not ready for it. So we need to understand what prayer really is. And that is why, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, we want to take our time. We've been dealing with, you know, the, the, the various concepts the Lord has revealed to us. And then now, we, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to spend the time to the place where we are asking and says, Give us day by day our daily bread. Hallelujah. Oh, you didn't say amen to that. Amen. Oh, your amen was so small for, for, for the Lord. Amen. Say amen. amen. Can we read it together? Luke chapter 11. Verses 2. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be what? Done. On this earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is in debt to us. And do not let, lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. Amen. Now, so as before we go forth in the next couple of weeks about dealing with this, give us day by day our daily bread. We need to understand what this verse really is talking about and what Christ wants us to learn from this very place. Because we can't just say, God, give us this day. Was God, was Jesus Christ just talking about natural bread? Was he just talking about natural bread that, you know, has an expiration date to it? Or was he talking about something that every day it is necessary for us to have? Can I say that again? You see, we need air, two of us. By virtue of being a living a human being, you need air. What happens if air is not there today? Yeah, we... You know this next stage. See, there are some things that it is necessary in our everyday life. So when Jesus Christ is, is encouraging us to have this insight and give us day by day our daily bread, then this is the very things that we need to what? Desire after. Because you can, 
You, you can't you can, you can not desire after this and still be okay. But yet, where you need to get to, like I've always said, there are some people that because, last time I was saying this, because of you can operate on them, but when they are missing the nutrients they need, no matter how much you can do surgery on them, they don't heal. So the problem is not that the surgeon did not do their job right. But the issue is that when the nutrients is not there for that person to be able to gain that ability of healing, surgery has been done. But yet, you don't see the fruit of the surgery. And that is what the Lord is teaching us here. We need to desire that God will give us this day. Not just today. But tomorrow, we also have to need. Means that there is two things that Jesus Christ was teaching us here. One, there is a need for a daily provision. Those who are taking notes, it will be a blessing to you. Give yourself a high five. Hallelujah. He says, give us this day, by day, our daily bread. Meaning that there is a need for what? A daily provision. The reason why it is necessary is that sometimes what we become accustomed to is that when we get what we need, then we forget that tomorrow we still need God. Can I say that again? So what Jesus Christ is teaching us here is not about the material things that today you need. And tomorrow I need a car. The next day, I need this. But there is a certain daily bread that we ought to be in need of day after day. Amen. The second thing that we learn from this very verse, it says that give us, meaning that God is the provider of all things. Can I, can I teach to the church here? Because if we don't know that all provision is made available by God, then we can go about doing things anywhere, anyhow. But when I know that my provision comes by God, that there is the understanding that when it comes to this verse, give us this day by day our daily bread, the understanding that Jesus Christ is teaching us here is this. Can you depend on me day by day? He's the bread that we need. Jesus Christ is the bread of our life. Can you depend on him today? And can you depend on him tomorrow? I don't know if I'm, 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 I'm teaching this to, for you to understand this, but I want you to understand this. You see, sometimes we go through things that we don't think that God can even show up. But every day of your life, can you know that he can show up for you? Every day of your life, can you believe that he is your provider? Give us day by day. He said, I'm depending on you today. And tomorrow, if I did not get the answers I needed yesterday, in my mind, I still depend on you. This life of Christianity, of prayer, is what is missing in our, in our place of prayer that we don't sometimes see the results of prayers. Yeah. 
See, the Bible says in the book of James, the effective fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. What makes the prayer of the righteous so unique? I want to share with you two stories today in the scriptures. First, let's go to the Gospel of John chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. I want to show something to you briefly. And we'll go to the other main text in Daniel chapter 6. If you are there, say amen. <laughs> Some people say amen really quick. The Gospel of John chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. And I want to read this. And I want us to understand some few things here. It says, after, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the ship gate, a pool, which is called, in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the waters. I want you to underline that, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity, 38 years. He had an infirmity, some kind of sickness, some kind of issue for 38 years. And this man was where? Found by the pool of Bethesda. Why? Because there was a certain measure of grace that occurred on a daily basis, where the Bible says that the angel of the Lord will come to stir up the pool. And whoever enters into the pool first receives their what? Oh, can I get a church? Receives their what? Good. Let's continue. Now, a certain man was there, was had infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Then the sick man answered, hear this, Sir, I have no man to put me into the water or into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, <laughs> another word steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise up your bed and walk and immediately the man was made well spoke took up his bed and walked see your ability of knowing where your daily supply comes from become your place of dependence i'll say it again you having the ability of knowing your place of source or your your daily source becomes your place of dependence. This man who had an, an, an infirmity, the Bible says for 38 years, because in the first verse that I read, it says that there were what? A multitude. 
of those who were sick, who found themselves by the pool, so that when there was the angel of the Lord stir up the pool, they will have the ability to receive their healing. Hear me. The multitude were there, not asking for money, but they were all seeking for healing. And everybody was fighting to get their what? Healing. Some were paralyzed. Others were lame. Some were probably blind. Some had also diseases. But it did not matter because they were all in need of the healing. But one of the things that we understand of the scripture, that even though they were all in need of healing, only one can receive the healing. And they will do all that they can to receive the healing. Because the man said that whenever he tries to go down into the pool, another person overtakes. I came to announce to you here, you cannot just sit down and rest settled and think your daily bread just need to fall down without a place of dependence. You see, they depended on the angel of the Lord coming to stir up the pool. So day after day, I don't know how old this man was, but I can agree that for 38 years, he showed up. Imagine for 365 days in a year, multiply that by 38 years. And in the conclusion, there was no miracle day after day. But he wanted people had come to overtake him. But yet, he still was showed up. Because that was the place that he had put his hope in. For there to be healing. Give us this day our daily bread. Has to provoke us that every day I need Jehovah God. You see, if you don't know where your source is coming from, then your place of dependence is lost. And when you don't have a place of dependence, I wrote here, knowing your place of dependence will determine how high you can go. Give us this day, hallelujah, our daily bread. And that very day, that man, imagine if he had given up and stayed home. That day, he may have missed the Christ. That day, he did not need the pool. That day, he just needed the Lord, who is Lord above all, who can say, get up and walk. What we need day after day is the Lord. But we cannot allow ourselves to just sit idle and not seek the presence of the Lord day after day. David said in Psalm, I believe Psalm 68, Blessed be the Lord, verses 19, who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. The next thing I want us to look at is Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 to 26. Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 to 26.
know our place of dependence. So the question here is, when Jesus Christ says that give us this day our daily bread, then we need to understand the kind of life we need to live to continuously experience this daily bread. And I believe very well that the Lord was teaching us something, will teach us something here as we go through the scripture. It's long. Chapter 1, I mean chapter 6, verses 1, going. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these gov and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one. Let me just give you a little background. This is when the people of Israel have gone into captivity. And now in the midst of captivity, God has granted Daniel so much grace and favor that even though he was a slave, has now been promoted to become a governor. And in the midst of this, this entire great kingdom, there were only three governors. One being Daniel. Now let's read. Hallelujah. I'm rejoicing in what God is teaching us. Amen. Yeah. Daniel was one of them. That the Septuagint might give account to them. So that the kingdom would suffer no what? Lost. Hallelujah. Uh, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to, set, to settling him over the whole what? realm. There were three governors. But the king started to think about Daniel. And said, I want this man to actually be in the position above all those who are put in command, including the governors that are from my kingdom. A slave, I want you to understand this very carefully. A slave now being put in a position to govern governors. So you two need to, we need to understand the amount of work and responsibility that was on Daniel. If you are writing notes, you write down the amount of work of, and responsibility of Daniel. Now hear this as we keep going. It says, so the governors and the subtrops sought to find some charges against what? Daniel. Why? Because the king had an intention to elevate Daniel to a higher position. But they could not find any charge or fault because he was what? He was what? Faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in what? Him. Then these men said, we shall not find any charges against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of the what? His God. Once again, understand this. The people had evil intention concerning Daniel. Now they realized that they could not find anything to charge Daniel against. Except 
something relating to what he believed in. My God. I wish that we will come to the very place where we want to live our life. Whereby, if there will be any charges against us, it will be because we believe in this God. We need to understand this life of Daniel. Daniel was just like you and I. We need to bring the word of God down to practicality. The man lived a very busy life. He was a governor. Had a lot of responsibility. I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things so you can understand what I'm about to read next. He was extremely a busy man. Say it to yourself, he was a busy man. Or oh, say he was a busy man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a busy man. But hear this. It's necessary that we look at the scripture very carefully. That these men assembled and found, well, before then, verse 6. So these governors and subtrats thrown before the king and said to the king, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom. All the governors. How many governors were they? He said all the governors. Means they have connived a different conclusion. And this is what they told, they told to the king. And the administrators and the subtracts and the counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute to make a firm decree that whoever petitioned any god or man that for 30 days except you, O king, shall be, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now Daniel established the decree. Now the king, sorry. Extended the decree and signed the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not allow, which not altered. Therefore, Kindarus signed and the written decree. Now, verses 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the written, the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. He kneeled down on his knee three times that day. How many days? How many times? That day. And prayed and gave thanks before his God. Hear this. As was his custom since early what? Days. So was the three times a day a new thing that Daniel started? It was not a new lifestyle. That is the life that Daniel lived day by day. Praying to God three times per day. Meaning that Daniel, irrespective of his position, still depended on God for his provision. Can I teach the church here? Some of us, when we get to our higher places, we forget the prayers that we prayed before we came to the, our higher place. Some of us, when we get what we want, we forget how we got there. But what Daniel knew was that day after day, season after season, what he continuously did was depending on God for his what? Provision. Three times 
per day. The Bible says it was his normal process. Hear this as we continue. These men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And I will cut down because they went to the king now and told the king, we have found Daniel going against the decree that you have set forth. So the Bible says that he then said that they then decided, King, you have already given this decree. So now Daniel needs to be put in the den of lions. Amen. Now go to verse 16. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve what continuously, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, with the signet of his lord, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be what? Change. For the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting and no music. May God cause people to fast on your behalf. Because of your ability of waiting upon the Lord. Daniel knew how to wait upon the Lord. Hear this. Then the Bible says in verses 19. Then the king rose very early in the morning and went in hasty to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke Daniel to say to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve, continuously, continuous what? Leave. You see in this very passage that multiple times the king has associated one very character to Daniel. And that is the consistency of Daniel's life. That today, he depended on God. Tomorrow, he depended on God. Before Daniel became a governor, he depended. When he became a governor, he depended. When he knew that he was going to be a prime minister, he depended. I wish we would not forsake God. Just because of what we get to in life. I wish we would not forget about the might and the power of God. Just because of what we have gotten to in life. Now hear this. The king thought Daniel was dead. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. For God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. And the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den and no injury whatever whatever was found on him because he was believed in God. In the next few days, as in the next few weeks, as we talk about God give us our daily bread, we cannot ask God for our daily bread without understanding 
where the source of our belief is. If we don't know what we believe in, today we are on fire for God. Tomorrow, I'm chilling. There was a consistent life that Daniel lived. And today, if there is anything that we need to share concerning that God give us our daily bread day by day, then we need to ask God that give us the lifestyle, the character that we shall live like you day after day. We need to start, stop trying to become Christians that we just need God for this and then that's all we need. The prayers of the righteous avail as much. Why? Because the righteous is faithful. We need these characters in our everyday life. I want to speak to you, my brothers and sisters. We need to ask God for a character of consistency. A character of faithfulness. A character that we, are, we, we, we uphold the integrity of what we believe in. If we say that we are for God, then we need to live our life for God. Amen. Even, the Bible says, the righteous shall, what, fall seven times. But even when you fall, don't forget that God is still your source. Get back on your feet and go to your healer. Get back on your feet and go to your source. Get back to your feet and go to Jesus Christ. Don't say, because I have messed up, because I have said this, God does not love me anymore. God needs you to say, God, I want your life to be my life. Day after day, Daniel prayed. And because Daniel prayed and did not deviate from his life, the Bible says the Lord sent an angel to shut the mouth of the lions. What is too difficult that God cannot do? What provision can God not provide? But the key is this. Are we consistent with God? Do we know? And are we dependent on him day after day? Are we dependent on God today and tomorrow? Are we dependent on his word? Or do we take the word of God today just to fit our needs? And tomorrow, we put the word of God on the side. I will do what I feel like doing. I will say what I feel like saying. Listen, God is not a God that lies. But if we can hold him by his word and live according to his word, then day after day, he is the great provider. There is no provision that God cannot provide. There is nothing that you are going through that is new to God. God knew the life of Daniel before Daniel even stepped into that place. God knew that he couldn't trust in Daniel. Can God entrust in us? Can God know that we will hold on to what he's given to us? Can God know that we, we, we will be faithful to what he's given to us? Are we faithful to our work and our fellowship with the Lord? Do we only fellowship with God only when we come to church? Only when it's on Sundays? Or do we fellowship with God day by day? 
I may not have the strength to do it, but God, you've given me a new day. And because you have given me a new day, give me strength to go through this day. The mountains may seem so difficult. All things may not be going the way you want it to go. But can you believe in God for his provision that very day? Maybe you're not seeing the solution. You're not seeing the answers. But can you believe in God the next day? Can you believe in God day after day, even when things are not going the way you want it to go? Can you still believe in God in it? I pray that we understand this so that we can receive what the Lord has provided for us. Because what God gives, no man can take away. And what I've come to know about God is, what God gives, no man can also give. Because what he gives is perfect. Did you get me here? If man can give the same thing that God gives, then the question is, who is this God? But the Bible says that when all things is impossible to man, with God, it is possible. Means that God is the only one that can give you what you truly need day after day. Why? Because he created you. He know you by name. Everything concerning you, he know your beginning and he know your end. It is my prayer that as we walk with the Lord and he teaches us about this daily bread, we don't become Christians, we don't become a church that is dependent upon God, give me, give me, give me. But let your giving be the things of the spirit, the things that will last forever, the things that I truly need today, the things that I need so that I will be victorious in my walk as a Christian. Daniel was a man just like you and I. Today, I challenge this church that we need to study this very life of Daniel very carefully and ask ourselves, can we and others testify of our faithfulness? Can others testify that the God that you serve continuously? It is my prayer that we come to this very place, that the Lord will enable us and help us because we cannot do it without his help. It is the Lord's help that we are in need of today. But the key is that we need to have a mindset of being faithful to God. A mindset that we are going to hold on to him. Like the man with affliction for 38 years, day by day, he showed up, seeking for his healing. Day by day, he showed up. That one day, eventually, he's going to get into the pool. May the Lord enable us and help us. In Jesus' name, may we rise.